At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. We welcome you in. It is another week of prime time action here from Visa and the Sports Betting Network, live from the South Point Sportsbook Studios here in Las Vegas. I'm Ben Wilson. A return to the show for one Jeff Parles. How you doing, Jeff? We're back. We got the whole week of us here. The whole week of us. The whole week. Wow. Uh, the whole week of both of us. Isaiah's here tonight, which is nice. Wyatt's with us at some point this week. Will be a be a good old time here on the desk for three hours a day. One Matt Brown on vacation. One Kelly Bidlin on vacation. Where is Kelly now? Is I, Kelly in Montana yet? No idea. I would assume Florida. Florida. I don't know why. I, I mean, it was, I mean, way, he was in, I know he was in. He's like, where in the world is Kelly Bidlin? Would, would be a great. great would be a great segment. Should probably start that. Yeah, you should probably start that. Maybe point. we should. I don't know. We we do have some fun though coming on the show tonight. We'll do our all our traditional Monday exercises here, including fruit baskets, coming up in about an hour. John Legazo, though, MLB writer for the Athletic and from the Mayo Media Network, going to join us preview some of the late action coming up here in about a half hour. Right now, Jeff, we have one game underway. Marlins striking early, quick one nothing lead there in Cincinnati, where the Reds. This is probably the largest they've been favored, I would guess, in quite some time. They closed tonight, Jeff, with Nick Lodolo, the young lefty on the mound, as a dollar thirty five favorite at DraftKings. Largely because Trevor Rogers is pitching for the Marlins. He with an ERA well over six. But that is one nothing. Miami gets a run there in the top of the first. In the meantime, we've got four other games here starting here in uh, just a couple minutes. Yeah, we'll start in Philadelphia. Great series for the Phillies over the weekend. Getting oh, swept yeah. at home by the Cubs, who are not good. The Braves win two out of three over the weekend against the Angels. And they actually held Max Fried back. Until today. So the first time we see Freed post All-Star game is tonight. Freed's a dollar seventy-five favorite at DraftKings, plus one fifty on the take back on Philadelphia. Total eight and a half. Braves sitting a game and a half behind the Mets. They pick up a game over the first weekend post All-Star game. Mets are off. And the Mets have the Subway Series coming starting tomorrow for two games. So maybe a little bit difficult uh, for the Mets over these next few days with Atlanta. Were, were it not for that massive rally in, what, the seventh last night for the Mets? Uh, Alon- Alonzo three-run homer yeah. was really the first time they hit the whole weekend. It was also yeah. the first inning all weekend that I was able to watch them play. So I, I will oh, – sure. the rare time where me actually watching them actually work. Were, were it not for that, though, you'd be looking at a spot where a Braves win tonight would mean be we're tied, all tied up. All tied Instead, up. game and a half lead there for the Mets yeah, play tonight. Look, these teams are going to – this race is going to go to that next to last – well, final weekend, but next to last series of the year where the Mets play at Atlanta 
for games one, uh, 150, 156 through 158, or excuse me, 157 through 159 uh, for both teams. So uh, we'll, we'll see that race go to the bitter end. But Atlanta, $1.75 favorite tonight. Kluber and Voth, your matchup in Baltimore. Rays and Orioles. Rays, $1.15 favorite, so minus 115 on the road at Camden Yards. If you're on a, a dime line right behind us at the South Point, it's only minus 108 on Tampa. Well, good for me for not getting the best of the number before this thing closes. Uh, Baltimore minus 102 on the dime line behind us. My, uh, eight and a half on your total juice to the under. Of course, Tampa currently sitting pretty in the wild card. Uh, number five seed in the American League. Baltimore, again, that huge run uh, sitting four games out of a berth right now. San Diego, a tough turnaround here for the Padres. Have to play Sunday night baseball on the road. Get on a plane. Go to Detroit, play the night after. Lucky for them, the Tigers are terrible. Say, this is not exactly the optimal spot for fading the team coming yeah. off Sunday night baseball. So I don't know if you really if you really want to stomach a Tigers bet here. Manaya and Hutchinson, your pitching matchup, minus one fifty five on the Padres. Uh, plus 145 on the take back for Detroit. Eight and a half your total for that one. Getting going just in about five minutes there at Comerica. And then the only other game in the hour, boy, the Red Sox have completely fallen off the cliff, including that disastrous series over the weekend at Fenway against the Blue Jays. They host the Guardians. Pair of peas on the mound here. Polisak and Pavetta. Two guys that you're probably looking to fade at this point, and that's why that total's nine and a half, Ben. No plays for me in this game, but I do have a play in this early window. I took Tampa minus 110 okay. just before the show started. I, I will take the better team with the pitcher I trust more in Kluber than Voth. So I'll take Tampa minus 110 and that one at Camden Yards, Ben. For it's what the only it's, play of the night for me. My right only now. play so far. For what it is worth, we missed you on Friday, but don't worry. Isaiah Von Drinkle, our producer behind the glass tonight, he made sure that we had a you know a, a Parlesian piece of the show here, where he went out, tried to duplicate your bet from right. from a, a forgotten show well, long ago of no Grand Slam, which lost because of a inside the park Grand Slam by Ramel Tapia <laughs> in the Toronto Boston game. And Isaiah allegedly has gone back to the well tonight. That is his play tonight. Even money for the no Grand Slam. So, so I will say this: I, I can't take credit for doing that bet first. That was Isaiah and company downstairs who did that bet for a long time. I actually heard about it from all people. Uh, a hybrid of sorts at the network, an audio engineer and a graphics uh, producer of Jeff Jens was the one who told me first about it, of wow. all people, which you could have got a big price on Jeff Jens being the one telling me uh, that, that that has been a bet hey, we, downstairs We look for insights from all sources, Jeff. That's, yeah. that's kind of what we do. But, but it's interesting. The way that is priced, and it all depends on the amount of games and, of course, the pitchers that are involved that day. Uh, even, even money uh, tonight... Probably and a little normal. lighter slate too, as well. Yeah, so a you little get lighter it. slate. I, I would. I'm again. I'm a little bit surprised that uh, the numbers before last week there were less less Grand Slams in the season than games played on mm. on on days or days that had games played on. I guess is the way to put that properly. So I'm a little bit surprised to see that uh, the yes was favored. But in again, any game, of home runs. So. Any game involving the Red Sox at Fenway Park with two bad pitchers, I think I'd be a little bit nervous at, at the very least. And well, he would have won if it wasn't for just that well, total botch by Duran in, in center field. I mean, when you give up 28 runs, you're kind of playing with fire, is, is what I would also count it with. Boston outscored 67-13 in their last five games. Is yet. that good? No team in history, if you go back to 1901, has ever had a worse run differential in a five-game stretch. If you look at like like the next closest 
worst stretch would be actually the Cubs this year, which is pretty amazing. They were negative 46 back in June. Red Sox, of course, are they're favored or a pick them today. I mean, it, it kind of tells you in a nutshell where what, what the market thinks is Zach Plesak and, and, uh, and by an extent Nick Pavetta, both of these pitchers well well over four on the ERAs. If there was a play I was to make tonight, I'd actually take over nine and a half in that game, Jeff. With uh, You can get even money there to the over. It's like I get that that is as high as a total as you're going to see in a non-Coors game. But these are two pitchers in, in horrific form. And we've seen, you know, this weekend was a very good example of why it, some, it sometimes can be prudent to tread carefully coming out of an extended break, like the All-Star break. We saw some really good pitchers really struggle to find their form right out of, out of the gates, looked a little, little rusty at times. And for even the pitchers who look good early, Joe Musgrove was a great example last night where his spin rates just fell off a cliff after about the sixth inning, Jeff. He was only at 78 pitches and just completely lost it. Well, look, there are guys that cannot pitch to the lineup more than two times through. And we have seen that. that was, that's was that been the one thing. You bring up Musgrove last night. Musgrove's having an all-star season. He's been phenomenal for the most part this year. But the numbers have ticked up for batters the third time through. And in that sixth inning last night, rope for a hit to start the inning. And maybe a bit of a lucky double, a, a little excuse-me double. And then Alonzo's homer was a no-doubter. And the rest of that inning, there were a few other balls hit over 100 miles an hour on the exit velocity. So that's something to look forward to. And that's another thing to also, if you're watching a game and there are a ton of hard outs early in games with starters and you end up with a bunch of zeros through the first inning or two, that's also a good thing to possibly look at for in-game betting because, yeah, yeah it could work the other way where the pitcher finds it out, finds, finds himself, and all of a sudden it's, uh, it's hard for the hitters to actually make good contact or the hitters are just seeing him really well that night. He could get some runs once the balls start finding spaces. Last night was a great example for both pitchers because Carlos Carrasco was his velocity velocity night. way down, was giving up rockets left and right, scattered, what was what, five five hits in the first, I think, three innings yep. for Carrasco, was able to escape the damage. And, yeah, at the end of the day, I think I saw that in-game total as low as three and a half last night with heavy, heavy juice to the under. Easy, easy over. Easy. I mean, the full game goes over. So uh, rough, rough, rough break there for those of you who took that. Was that under uh, under eight full game? Anyway, well, as we said, we'll talk about the rest of the slate as these games come up. John Legaza going to join us here in 20 minutes from the Athletic and the Mayo Media Network. As far as some of the top headlines today, Jeff, really the big one that comes out would be in the National Basketball Association, where uh, Woj reports from ESPN that now for the Brooklyn Nets and Kevin Durant. We, we kind of have done the whole exercise now of trying to figure out which teams would make sense. One team we really have not even discussed is the Boston Celtics, but now we kind of have to do that because the Celtics are uh, at least engaged in talks among a possible deal. We've some, seen books shorten their odds accordingly. We'll see when those odds get reposted for Durant's next team. I'd imagine the Celtics now probably usurp the Nets as the favorite here, and Nets go back to a plus-money price. I don't know what you really make of that, Jeff. It's hard for me to take anything without a pretty massive grain of salt at this point in the, in the, in the cycle here, but it is at least notable given the team that is rumored here. You know, until the trade happens, you can't really do anything with this. First off, you shouldn't be betting Boston at a shorter number anyway if it did with right. the way to the move, for one. Two, if you like Boston, just wait to see when the trade doesn't happen. Let the, let the numbers come back up and then bet Boston then. So there's no point in betting Boston. And then look, for, for, from the Durant perspective, we really have absolutely no idea what's going to happen, when this is going to happen. There was the report earlier today that Kyrie's ready to go, spending a whole season in Brooklyn all of a sudden after he clearly wanted out not that That's long ago. That's convenient. With, with yeah. KD or without KD, yeah. which, sure, I mean, again, it, 
Kyrie's mind changes uh, as often as anyone on planet Earth at this point. So, look, I, I can't really do anything from this. What it does do, though, if I'm Brooklyn and Boston is willing to give me a package that is brown and smart as the as, as the two key pieces to it, I think that's something you got to consider because you're getting an – even though – wrongfully the defensive player of the year. You're getting an all-defensive guy in smart. And you're getting Jalen Brown, who I would be intrigued to see Jalen Brown as a number one option on a team. I think he can be a number one option on a team. Now, your ceiling may not be championship like you would hope, but you could be a, a good playoff team with Jalen yep. Brown as your number one player, especially if you get the pieces around him right. That is, and it's a great example, though, of a conversation that is worth having if a deal were to eat, at least appear imminent, because right now we're just wasting words out of our mouth. We might as well say uh, Hornets <laughs> are considering bringing Kemba back. I mean, that's Let's even do more, it. that's even more hilarious. Uh, we're going to talk some MLB season specials up next. More headlines still to come as well. We'll talk some of the NFL injuries a little bit later in the show as we're just getting started here on Primetime Action. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Baseball predictions made brighter. Join the Born in a Ballpark Challenge presented by Blue Moon to compete free for cash all season. Enter weekly prediction pools to fight for your share of $62,500 in total cash prizes. Head to DraftKings.com slash Blue Moon now to join the action. Blue Moon made brighter. 21 and over only terms and conditions. And other eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Please drink responsibly. As we're back on the show, just getting started on a Monday night primetime action from Las Vegas, South Point Sportsbook Studio. We just were, uh, we, we just had a barrage, a barraging Josh Towers, a rogue Josh Towers, just ram rambling into the studio. Uh, Jeff, that's the kind of things you get when you do a show from inside a sportsbook in a casino. So Josh is just having himself a whale of a time betting baseball. By the way, I did just not to totally change the subject, but, but real change quick, the subject uh, because uh, Adam Burke wrote about the controversy at Pocono yesterday. Oh yeah, uh, on Veasan.com. That is right, NASCAR. Yes, oh, okay. where where uh, Isaiah just 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 nod your head accordingly if I have this right, but you had Kyle Busch, or, or excuse me, you had Denny Hamlin win, and then get DQ'd after the fact, so Elliott ended up winning the race officially. So okay, I got that right, and. A lot of nods from Isaiah. Back I, so you, I you did well, got, I got something right after initially getting it wrong. That's one of the most interesting sports book stories that we've had in a long time because some paid one end, some paid another. This is fascinating stuff. Adam Burke had the whole breakdown on VEASAN.com. 
just wanted to throw that okay. out there. That's an interesting story. I, yeah. Well, and on the Lombardi line this morning, we had uh, Thomas Gable from the Borgata, and yep. he and every book's every book was different here. But he basically mm-hmm. said it's however the race finishes. They don't do any. It, it doesn't matter what the post race examination is. So, who did he say actually finished first? Kyle. No. Yeah. Some, something or other, Kyle Hamlin. Hamlin, Hamlin, Hamlin. Hamlin finished first. Okay, he was the actual winner at Kyle the Bet MGM on the East Coast. Right. Then Kyle, then Kyle Busch actually finished second. So it was actually the third place finisher, Elliot of the yeah. race, that ended up actually winning after inspection. When when Wyatt uh, Tomchek is on the on the oh, uh, in the producer chair a little bit later this week, he is our one, resident uh, NASCAR. He'll guy. be the only one talking the rest of the show if if we get him on that. Yeah, so that's, so that's why you wanted to bring it up now, since Isaiah is like a mime back there. That's that's pretty. Oh, and, Isaiah, and Isaiah also knows his NASCAR. So Isaiah does know his. Isaiah's doing miming thingies back there. <laughs> it's at least the, I, I appreciate that Isaiah did the no Grand Slam bet again because it's the it's the most fun bet there is to sweat, uh, especially if you're rooting against it. So let's get some runners on base, okay? No no runs have been scored uh, elsewhere since we started the show. Still just one nothing there, Miami in Cincinnati. We've got some really fun uh, season specials right now, Jeff, for the rest of the Major League Baseball season. Winter specials. If you want to dive into the markets of DraftKings right now, see what we're what we're thinking, what we're feeling right at this particular moment. If you want to bet on which division will win the World Series. You can do that right now. AL East is your favorite. Makes sense, since they might get four teams into the postseason. Plus 240 right now. NL West right after that, plus 265. Then there's the NL East, plus 310. AL West, which is basically the Astros. Maybe the Mariners, if they get into, plus 475. And then NL Central, AL Central rounding out the list. This is one of the this is one of the few markets I feel like we haven't gotten to, Jeff, because we had the whole all-star break trying to figure out, all right, which of the different markets are there bettable options here? This presents an interesting one since you're kind of weighing, right? Like, first, if you take the AL East, for instance, that is largely predicated on the Yankees being one of the short shots. But part of this handicap is how much do you judge teams like the Rays, the Blue Jays, if you want to throw in the Red Sox since they're in the mix? How much win equity do you actually assign teams like those? That's kind of what this handicap is all about here. If, you're, if, you know, if you feel like this is worth a bet, since presumably if you think it's just the Yankees, well, then why don't you just go bet the Yankees at a better number? Well, forget forget. That for a second, Ben. Okay. Don't you just take volume? Don't you just take volume with the AL East because three teams at a minimum are going to be there? I mean, wouldn't you just? That's the way to look at it. Where I, yeah, if I you're just so. going to take volume here, let's looking at all the divisions, you're going to get three out of the AL East. You're probably going to get two out of the NL East and the NL West. And then if you're going off quote-unquote value, you would say, oh, the NL Central is going to get two at 13-1, to one, but do you really think the Cardinals or the Padres, or excuse me, the Cardinals or the Brewers are going to win the World Series? No. So they're out. The, the AL Central, forget them. And then you're getting a better number on the Astros by themselves than the AL West as a whole. So you're, you're, you're really only looking at betting either the AL East or if you are convinced that the Padres have a legitimate shot to win the World Series – you're taking the NL West. Now, I don't love betting the short shot here, but I would rather take the division that has the opportunity. They're going to get three. They may even get four if Seattle falls out and Boston or Baltimore pop right. up. So, but, but the question rather, then becomes, I mean, you might get two of them playing each other in the sure, first wild card. That's so fine, you're, you're, you're going to auto-knock one up. Sure, but I could also have, have, a, have a scenario where I could get three to the division series. Potentially. Yeah. You need so, a lot to happen. But yeah, I get it. Unlikely, but I could get three to the division series. And then one of them would have to beat Houston. But, again, I yeah. think I would rather have as many teams 
as possible. And then the NL West and the NL East, I think they're virtually a, a coin flip yeah, at this point. So I guess based off those numbers, I'd rather have the NL East. I would, to but me, I th- the, the East is the bet you would make here, the yeah. NL East, yeah. at, at over 3-1, to one, where you've got two teams in the Mets and the Braves. And the Braves will be set up very well. That's, what, a seven-game lead for the number one they're, they're both, wild card spot right now? They're, they're going to be the two and the four seed in the, in the National League. Like That's just the so, way yeah. it's going to break down. So you, should be, you are going to avoid a pre-LCS matchup is correct. essentially what that right, right. And even and even if to. they and even if they even if the 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 Braves or Mets fall to the five, doesn't matter. They will avoid each other. They're yeah. not going to fall to the six. And it would take a lot for the NL East champion to hop the Dodgers or fall back to fall behind the NL Central champion. So I have no problem with that on the NL East, Ben. Okay, I because I, to me that is probably the one you play, and it, that's partly too. If you have conviction, say if you we've had this conversation on the Astros, had this conversation as well with uh, Amal Shaw over the weekend on uh, betting across America, and he felt like the Astros are Astros are just as equipped, if not expertly equipped to take down the Yankees in the playoffs. And he was making a pretty strong case for betting Houston right now before that number gets shorter. So if you wanted no to go in, that. if you had a a, t- a number in pocket already, say on a Yankees or a Houston, and you wanted to you wanted to add to your portfolio, this could be an intriguing way to do that. Look, the, Ast- the Astros right now are the best team in baseball. And if the Astros end up with home field advantage over the Yankees, we were talking about this before the All-Star game, Ben, where the Astros would have actually probably been an underdog in the series as the two seed against the Yankees. If they get the one seed and have home field, they're not going to be. So I actually kind of agree with what you're saying. You may you may want to take Houston now, even mm-hmm. though you may say if oh, you the like num- them, right. the number's a little bit short, but look there. Really good. They're really, really they good. And they don't they're not like the other teams that I think really need to add a bunch of pieces. The Dodgers are kind of in the same category as Houston. But Houston could go in the way they are right now and win the American League and have a darn good shot to beat LA in a in a World Series. They again. certainly don't look like a team that needs to make a giant move coming up on the dread no. the trade deadline. August the second, uh, by the way. That is a week from Tuesday. So we've got eight days till the trade deadline. As far as this other market, which is a great example of, of us trying to Show everybody watching our geography skills here first and foremost, Jeff. You've got the odds to uh, the state to win the World Series. Those odds as well from DraftKings, of which New York is the prohibitive favorite there, uh, with the Yankees and Mets being being mm-hmm. first and foremost. Uh, kind of the, it's a sensible play if you would want to take them. California led by the Dodgers plus two fifty. Texas, that's essentially just. The Astros are getting there, and then everything falls off. Uh, any any other state, which we have very much at the bottom there, is actually the third choice at plus two fifty five. So if we run through this, Jeff, it's kind of, you know how we just you just said you would look at the short shot in that other market. This is the one where I'd say, I mean, don't you kind of, especially considering how good of positions both the Yankees and Mets are in, wouldn't you just take the short shot here and just again, if you're trying to supplement yourself, let's say you've got an Astros ticket, let's say you've got a Braves or a or a Padres ticket or a Dodgers ticket, just take New York. Isn't that the, the sensible thing to do here? All right, so the any other state, yeah, obviously you'll have the Braves, you'll have the Brewers, you'll have, I guess we're counting provinces in any other state, so you'll get yes. you'll, you'll get well, is, you'll, you'll I mean, get Toronto and you'll get okay. Se- and you'll get Seattle, basically, of the playoff teams that are not right. listed. Uh, at the moment. I guess you also would get uh, some other teams that are currently outside. So I think I'm with you. I'd rather have the New York. I'd rather have the New York one twins, more than anything. Uh, twins you could potentially. Yeah, you could have the Twins get. as well, but eh, the Twins aren't winning the World Series. I'm just saying. So just uh, saying. I don't <laughs> think any of the teams I mentioned are winning the World Series, but I would rather, I would want to have one of the two short shots because I would want to have 
a Met-Yankee combination where you're probably, if they both win the division, they're both going to not have to play in the best of, best of three wildcard series. Or you take California and you take a shot at saying, you know what, if I think the Padres are really good, and you know what, maybe they get even get one Soto at the trade deadline. And it's a totally different look for the San Diego Padres. And then all of a sudden, the Dodgers and the Padres are the two best teams in the NL. Then maybe you look at California. These, those are the only two you look to, New York and California, on, on this market. It's, it's always just funny to me how these states get chosen. Like, why was Ohio, where you've got, you have one team? It's all, multiple, could, it's all states with multiple teams, Ben. I, I mean, I get that. Te- yes, Missouri. All teams for, for people all who are with People teams. who are not endowed in their geographical skills. Kansas City is not in Kansas. That is in the state of Missouri. <laughs> so, no, I, I understand that. I get it. But, I mean, you know, it's still just... Like really, did, I mean, could, Ohio, could they not just lump in the Guardians and Reds with any other state? Is my point. No, I I don't disagree with you, but that's how Why? they did their market. They, they could have okay. they could have put the two Florida teams if they wanted to and made made the any other state a little shorter because Tampa would have would have uh, changed up those numbers. You're certainly right. They, they would have anyway. Plus, so we believe if you're if you're wagering on these, we can't since we're not in DraftKings jurisdiction. Plus two forty on New York short shot. That's where you go there. If you're looking at division, I, I would I'd make the case for NL East plus three ten. Yeah, I, no problem with no problem with you. Though. You'd have yourselves a little bit of a bonanza. Speaking of baseball, we'll talk with John Legaza. He's got some plays on some of the late action. We'll talk with John next here on Primetime Action. The VEASAN football betting guides are coming soon, and there's no better way to prepare for the college and pro football seasons. Our experts provide profiles of every team with advanced stats and power ratings, plus best bets on season win totals, division finishes, and player awards. Reserve your copy of the football betting guides today and get access to everything we offer for the entire football season with a VEASAN all-access subscription. Make this football season your best ever. Subscribe now at vcin.com slash subscribe. We had a very... Hilarious moment uh, we're, as we're getting ready to come back for break. We welcome you back. I'm Ben Wilson. Jeff Parles with me. We welcome on our guy, John Legaza. So great to have him back on primetime action. You read his work in The Athletic. Also see him on the Mayo Media Network, the Cork Stats Show there, and uh, our audio engineer, Sean McCollum. Does a great job, by the way. Best in the business. He was uh, telling you, John, as we we're about to come on air. We've got Ben and we've got John. <laughs> now, I will tell you, John, there was a show a long time ago, and Jeff Parles once introduced himself by the wrong name. Yes, that he, was, he, he that, that was a good one. He called himself Greg Peterson on one of our college. <laughs> John, have you ever introduced yourself by the wrong name? I feel I don't know why I'm asking you that, but I feel like you're you're the perfect person to actually ask that question to. Well, you know what? I'm pretty lucky. If I ever forget my name, I just kind of check my underwear. <laughs> that's, what, that's one way to go. Jeff, let me say, Jeff did not do that. That, that, that did not have happen. Liberty on the air, John. Didn't have that. Stop, if you, yeah, if, stop, if you go back far enough to get those jokes, sorry. It's great. It's amazing. <laughs> didn't, yeah, didn't have when Jeff called himself by the wrong name. Uh, John, we were just doing some of the exercises of these these you know divisions you can bet on to win the World Series or these states you can bet on markets at DraftKings. Yeah. I know you have a couple plays on the Astros, which which we're going to get to in in the, a second here. What a weekend it's been though for them. Really starting out of the break, it, they sweep the Yankees in a doubleheader, go to Seattle, snap the 14-game winning streak of the Mariners, sweep them. At this point, are, are you willing to put the Astros above the Yankees and, and your power ratings 1-2, or, or do you still have New York ahead of Houston as it stands right now? Okay, I, I think the Yankees still are the one, but it is to the Houston 1A. And again, you know, my basically not only my son's nursery, but my bloodline is pinstriped. But and I, I think the difference here really is the bullpen where the Astros have Ryan Presley, who's very good. After that, it does kind of taper off, where the Yankees still have three or four arms that they could throw at you. And they have a couple guys on the horizon, you know, kind of getting healthy again, 
We know, you know, they lost King, but Lewisega coming back. We know how good Holmes has been. I still think Chapman might have something in the tank. So I just believe that's the difference. The Yankees have the ability to shorten the game more than just a single inning opposed to the Astros. But let's not take nothing away from them. They are excellent. Uh, John, uh, I, I don't know if you know, but the Subway Series starts tomorrow, which should be a, a, a pretty big deal between the Mets and the Yankees. Uh, but, uh, John, I want, I want to flip this over to the Mets side real quick because the NL really, the NL picture is becoming a little bit clearer. The Dodgers are clearly better than everybody else out in the NL. But the Mets and Braves race, John, game and a half lead for the Mets right now with Atlanta. This really feels like it's going to come down to that next-to-last series of the year between the Mets and the Braves in Atlanta, John, do you think I'm on base with that? Or do you think one of these teams are going to separate from the other over the next few months? Yeah, I, I'm going to have to agree. I might go a little bit further. This feels like it couldn't come down to the final day. Mm -hmm. We could see an extra day the way these two are going at it. Both of them with, you know, some pretty impactful pitchers on the shelf. Looking to come back, of course, the Grom, I think, is now at four or five rehab starts. So he should be all systems go. A lot of people forgot about Mike Soroka. It could be back mm. in a little bit, a month or so, to help the Braves down the stretch, pitching on both sides, looking really good. Again, you hear me focusing on bullpens when it comes to playoff wins. I think both of these teams could probably stand to gain another arm. Again, you can follow John at MLB Moving AVG for what it's worth as well, uh, guys. Yeah. We have two different games where the bases are loaded, so sweat time. We, so our producer, John Isaiah Wrinkle, he, <laughs> he has bet the no grand slam prop at even money tonight. I, I don't know if you've ever, I don't know what the craziest prop is you've ever gotten involved in. Isaiah lost the same prop on Friday because of the inside the park grand slam at Boston. Jeff lost it a couple, uh, a couple of weeks ago. Is there some, I, Something crazy just happened no, in Philadelphia. It, 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 but He won't have the bases loaded anymore, but the Braves just got two runs because the Phillies uh, defense. Phillies oh, defense. oh, shocker. So, Third worst defense in Major League Baseball. Like, what's the craziest, like, slate-wide prop you would ever make, John? Because I, I know you've been willing to, to do some crazy things, and, and, and your time is a better. Well, yes, but generally, I feel like my craziness is usually tied to futures betting, where I'm looking to take a small risk for a large reward on something that I feel maybe I have an edge on. It's kind of tough on regular slates. And the reason is just because it's not really sustainable. I understand it's kind of fun betting 9, 10 leg parlays and stuff, but baseball gives you these opportunities every day. Like, where do you draw the line? So yeah. I think I've left a lot of that in my past. I'm probably pretty I'm probably pretty boring now. I bet a lot of singles and then maybe a couple favorites, my algo scores that I don't want to lay the 150s on. Those maybe I'll pair and package, but I don't know. Maybe I'm getting a little old. I did turn 40 not long ago. John, uh, let's uh, start looking at some of your picks for tonight. We'll circle back to Houston uh, in a moment, but let's start in the Pacific Northwest. Uh, reality struck pretty quickly for the Mariners. Uh, they were swept over the weekend by the Astros to uh, not only end their, their big winning streak, but resoundingly end their big winning streak. They take on Texas tonight. Glenn Otto goes for the Rangers, and Chris Flexen, who has uh, been pretty lucky, all things considered, goes for the Mariners tonight, John. Yeah, I think, well, I mean, I know for a fact I sniffed a, a mispriced line. And on my show, you know, Cork Stats, like you mentioned, we do give out picks every morning. It's nice because it comes out with the sun. And a lot of times we are really in front of the market. I had this one pegged. I had quite literally said, you must get this at over eight. It's going to eight and a half. It did go to eight and a half. And a lot of it has to do with what you said. 
I think initial lines come out. A lot of times they're based on ERAs and stats that maybe people see on the surface. Again, let's look at Chris Flexen, like you mentioned. 379 ERA, 139 whip. Wow, not generally something you're looking to go after, but the XFIP and the Sierra North of five. 13% walk rate, only a 52% first strike rate, and then 90% in zone contact. Now, I know I use a lot of stats, but I like to think that they work in accordance, right? He falls behind, has to come in the zone, and the contact he allows is really poor. 45 fly ball, 10% barrel. Righties have done damage against Flex at year to date, 295 batting average on the year, and the fastball just not very good. 47% use, so you know it's coming. 630 expected slug on the way out. You mentioned Otto, who, again, on the surface, the stats are not terrible. The thing with Otto that, again, part of the granular analysis, these things I like to do, with all the new you know, uh, Hawkeye and TrackMan, all the new advanced stats, we really get to look into the arsenal as we dissect it with splits, velocity, and that's what we want to look with Otto. Once back from the IL, he has not regained his velocity. First eight times out. Yeah, his ERA was four and a half. However, in eight starts, two earned runs or less seven times. That's very good. Mm -hmm. However, the last five times out, eight ERA, 164 whip, 11 walks, 18 earned runs, and only 21 innings. I think both of these teams are going to get it done. We've seen Texas, Simeon, Garcia, and Duran all hitting righties, lady. Same to be said for the Mariners, Cal Raleigh, and Carlos Santana in particular. And if we don't get the over early, the Texas Penn has a 5-10 ERA their last 85 innings. Yes. So I think we're going to get over the eight. Now, granted, I can't go back in time and get everyone the eight, but I do think the eight and a half, I needed nine to win anyway. We're just not going to get the push. I think we get the nine to win. It. Yeah, and you can still find, depending if, if you shop around, there are a bunch of eight and a halfs there with the juice only about oh, minus think- 105 as well, which cer- certainly would uh, work out. For your other uh, game that you've got a couple of plays on here, fascinating that this has worked out so nicely for Jake Odorizzi. I mean, I, I'm sure if you're a major league pitcher, you'd love to just face the A's every single start, ideally maybe in Oakland. Well, this is the third straight start against the A's for Jake Odorizzi. He got touched up a little bit, had one bad inning, was spotless until the sixth, gave up a three spot before being pulled, but had gone seven shutout his previous start uh, there against the A's. Big favorite tonight, uh, the Astros are in Oakland against the A's, as we just talked about, hottest team in baseball right now, as they've won six straight coming out of the break. How did you look to attack this one tonight uh, against the uh, the young pitcher there who's only making, I believe, his fourth start of the year in Adam Aller with an ERA near nine? Yeah, Aller... They're trying to work him out of the bullpen into a full starting role. It's been a rough go for him so far on the year. 8.56 ERA, a 1.98 whip, and OPS north of 1,000. Yikes, those are all your attack metrics firmly in place. Then if you dig into the indicators, maybe look for some validation. XFIP and Sierra north of 6. Here's how about this one. 13% K to 14% walk. Man, a sure way to get a train ticket to Tuscaloosa is to have more walks and strikeouts. It's just not going to do it. Another in-zone contact rate up over 89. So, again, I really like to look at that. We could look at these contact metrics, and then it's 47 fly ball, a 400 expected Woba, and two and a half home runs. Uh, per nine on the year, and it's a particular struggle against lefties. When we think of lefties, we think of Jordan Alvarez, of course. It's the sinker and the cutter. Each have a minimum 23% use. Each have a minimum 650 X lug and four home runs. So he's really struggling spotting against lefties. So, of course, you want to look at Jordan Alvarez, Mm -hmm. the second best hitter on the planet next to Aaron Judge. Last 91 plate appearances against righties, 60% hard hit, 17% blast, 495 X Woba, 493 ISO. Remember, ISO for total base props. Extra base hit rate, we can't count walks. So OPS, as good as it is, it does include walks, which 
Don't count for total bases. So we want Houston F-15 total over 2.5. That's even money. And then Jordan Alvarez over one and a half total bases. That one, I got it even money or 105. I think it's minus 110 right now. But remember, they are on the road and he's hitting in the top third. Being on the road is critical, mm -hmm. especially when you're a favorite. We need that ninth frame. So I think we get these both across. We could get them both in the first inning. Who knows? Uh, we certainly got fingers crossed. I love it. A guy who's you know, is a WRC plus of only 200. Last time I checked, that's pretty good for what you're done, Alvarez. John Legazo, you followed MLB moving AVG from the Athletic Thank and you. the Mayo Media Network. John, this is always such a fun time whenever we Thank have you, you on the show. Appreciate it as always. Best of luck with the place tonight. Yeah. Take care. We had another bases loaded situation, though, Jeff. Uh, and Isaiah got pretty fortunate. Bases loaded, nobody out. Strikeout in a double play. Nick Lodolo gets out of the jam. We'll update some of the scores here in about 20 minutes. But up next, Fruit Basket time. Recapping the weekend that was in sports betting here on Primetime Action. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Ice cold beers, cold hard cash. Join the action on the pitch with the Heineken 2022 Soccer Prediction Challenge. Compete in 20 free-to-play pools this season for your shot at a share of $100,000 in total cash prizes. Head to DraftKings.com slash Heineken now to start your run at victory. Heineken beer made better. 21 and over only terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Drink responsibly. We had mentioned during our last segment, Jeff, runs were scored in Philadelphia in a somewhat odd manner. It was a two-run throwing error by Johan Camargo, the third baseman, followed up by a wild pitch by Ranger Suarez. Three-nothing, but, but that doesn't really tell the story, Jeff, of what actually transpired. Just, just more idiocy from the Phillies, uh, which is really, really, they, had, they stabilized nicely after Harper's thumb injury. They actually... Looked like they had a real shot to get the sixth seed in the uh, the NL, and they still have a shot to get that final wild card. But so far, I mean, that was an inning-ending grounder that Camargo kind of threw in a little bit of a different direction than what Hoskins expected, and Hoskins basically ended up turning the wrong direction. It's a play that that you might would have made back in your high school baseball days. I don't even JV baseball. Days. I, I don't. I don't yeah, even remember if you, I don't re remember if you told me you played outfield or first base, but. You, you would have made the play that. that you know, Hoskins my dad always whiffed. told me you, you're going to have a spot on the team if you prove you're versatile. So I went out and I bought a. a I'm left-handed. I bought a catcher's glove, and I, so I was like, "Yeah." They, they asked me the first day, "What positions can you play?" And I was like, "All of them." And they're like, "You're left-handed. You know, you can't play second base, shortstop, or third or catcher." <laughs> and I was like, "Why not?" I'm versatile. That you, didn't that didn't exactly uh, it wasn't like that guaranteed me a spot on the team. So yeah, the, the left the the, the, uh, the left handed second baseman definitely uh, no go there, Ben.
I mean, I did play catcher and shortstop in Little League back when we were like 10 and there were no rules. That was I mean, really no rules. Really no that, rules. Then. That's really good. But yes, uh, the point being, we, we, any, anybody who, who, who at least, you know, played any level of baseball probably could have made the play. It was very, least, it was very bizarre in the wild pitch. Yeah. I mean, look, it's just one of those. Uh, Bryson Stott is up, though, for the Phils. They have second and third two outs, so trying to get one back. In the meantime, Isaiah had another aces loaded sweat there with nobody out. Rubenet Odor hits a sack fly, though, to I score was, one run. I thought it was, it was out off the bat. And it was, it, <laughs> it, that thing carried. So second and third, one out. A tough start here for Corey Kluber. You've got the Rays. I think Isaiah has the Rays as well. Um, so those are our latest score updates. And we talked about the Reds. Nick Lodolo gets out of a bases loaded, no out jam there. A lot of money on the Reds tonight, up to a dollar thirty-five favorite to close. Uh, Miami still in one nothing lead there. Trevor Rogers actually pitching pretty well so far, despite his over six ERA into the bottom of the third. All right, Jeff, we ready for this? Fruit baskets? Let's do it. Some bets are more fruitful than others. Let's find out who deserves a fruit basket of their own for helping the primetime action crew win this weekend. All right, thank you, Danielle Alvari. We start with you, Jeff. You're going north of the border. But you're going to have to pay some international taxes on that uh, on that fruit basket. I know, and you're going to have to make its way through customs, and hopefully, it doesn't get. Uh... What are the odds that that fruit basket would actually, if you were if you were flying <laughs> with it right now, cross border? <laughs> The basket would arrive on your flight, and you would actually be able to hand give it, hand give it, hand deliver it to the Toronto Blue Jays organization. In a, in a reference that probably only about fifteen percent of the audience gets uh, right there, with how bad air traffic uh, has been. Uh, has Everybody been going, should going, understand that going reference. Going through Pearson, at least. Uh, hey, look, it's been bad and bad down, bad in the U.S. It's apparently nothing compared to what's going on in Pearson right now. Pearson the, referencing the, the Toronto International the International Airport. Airport. It is a disaster, apparently, yes. from what uh, I've been told. But I'm. I, Look, a very light weekend for me. Uh, as uh, I, ha- I went to a, went to, was in Boonville, Missouri over the weekend. Oh, there at, we go. At a uh, at a wedding of uh, a friend of both of ours uh, from our college days in Missouri. Right by the right by the Isle of Capri. Yes, congratulations to the Humphreys. But the uh, the Toronto Blue Jays get the fruit basket because anytime you score twenty eight runs and triple the total by yourself, you garner my respect. And you also garner my winnings because I did bet Toronto before uh, leaving town uh, on Friday. So the Blue Jays get that. And also, too, the Blue Jays are a team at this point, Ben, that it, we're all waiting for them to get hot. Maybe that's the pinpoint. And the fruit basket to motivate them further may get them there. Assuming it gets through customs, which yes. on time, we'll give it that like a 4% chance of happening. It's a good it's a good example. When we, when you were gone Friday, Jonathan Von Tobel, in his primetime action Hosting debut mm-hmm. went three and zero in his picks. So shout out JDT. Gave out the Blue Jays a money line as, as like a pick 'em. Yeah, they only win. We, it's funny. We gave him up. We gave him the winner video on air because we're like JVT. If you lose, you're up, yeah, I think it was twenty six to three when we left the air. Like John, if you if you lose this bet, all right, something has gone horrifically wrong. Uh, and at one point, I mean, even that, those are one of those games too where you very rarely get in game situations in baseball that kind of transcend normal logic. That was one of them. Where we were talking about it, there were still in-game, like you could have gotten in-game 24 and a half totals when the game was 20 to 1, where it's like, wait, you're, this is the fourth inning. You're really going to set a total? I mean, I realize 24 and a half sounds nuts, but you could have just kept pounding and pounding and, and continued <laughs> to bet that over and over. There's really no in-game number that would have lost until the very, very end there. Sometimes the sometimes the amount of runs scored early in the game breaks the algorithm, Ben. Sometimes breaks breaks the algorithm. That, that is very true. Uh, I do have a couple fruit baskets. It was not a banner day for us. So we'll get to the golf draft and oh one and done a little bit later. It was it was a brute, but 
Uh, shout out at least Cam Davis, who did he did rally on the weekend. I, and it's funny because I was going into the weekend and we talked about how you know there's such a limit of prop betting available and derivatives in the Nevada jurisdictions. But uh, before Kelly went on vacation, he at least pointed out that there was a book, book in town offering some of these nationality props. Cam Davis, top Aussie. A play for me there, Jeff, at plus 110, and it looked a little dicey, even against some of the ghosts of uh, Australian golf history's past, where you had uh, I mean, some, some interesting names. Greg Chalmers was actually the one of, of all, all, all players Shocking. considered. That was the guy you actually had to fend off. Not Aaron Baddeley. He wasn't in contention. Jason Day did make the cut, but faded on the weekend. Stuart Appleby and, played? Uh, no, no, Stu- yeah, no, no Stuart Appleby was, was cited <laughs> in that one. But it, well, hey, Cam Davis, he gets the job done, at least has to... He barely made the cut. I know that was nice for Kelly. Got a little more cash in his one-and-done. Uh, as uh, By the way, we'll, again, we'll talk about that later. Matt Brown, a very good one-and-done week. He had himself with Tony Finau, the champion of the 3M Open there in Minnesota. So good on Cam Davis, who rallies on Sunday. He was actually down a stroke, but ends up uh, winning that particular prop by two shots over Greg Chalmers. And then uh, Smotherman, Austin Smotherman. Smotherman. I, I've, been be- I've been betting just based on name. Uh, that was my only other winner in the, uh, in the golf draft that we did, top 40. Had himself a really nice weekend, and it's one of those things when you have three of the five guys you make plays on miss the cut, Jeff, and don't look particularly inspiring doing uh, doing it. It wasn't like a lot of those guys were close either. I mean, Brendan Steele completely fell apart. Davis Riley had a horrible tournament. You, you need some guys to rally, and Smotherman at least did that. He finishes uh, in the top 25 with a, a very nice weekend as well. Uh, again, not a, not a winning weekend overall, but at least those guys helped take do their part in damage control. Meanwhile, in the tennis, uh, Matteo Berrettini had a really nice weekend at Gestad, the uh, the clay court mm. event there. So mm. Mate- Berrettini is a guy we saw clay, clay court in, in in July. Well, that's the thing. It's uh, they, it's a one random clay court tournament after Wimbledon before we get into hard court season. Oh, okay. For reasons that are <laughs> unknown only to the very deep uh, deep knowledgeable people that follow tennis on a weekly basis. The point being, though, Matteo Berrettini was in good of form as anybody on tour going into Wimbledon. He was undefeated in the grass court season. A guy I already, I had my, I was, I made a bet on him to win his quarter at Wimbledon. Has to withdraw because of a COVID positive test the night before his first round match. Again, undefeated in the grass court season. So he hadn't played in a couple weeks. He is a guy, I have, I have a ticket on Berrettini in my account, 30 to 1 for him to win the U.S. Open. In a Ooh. tournament that I I believe is going to be wide open. Again, we we're did assuming this. Djokovic isn't going to play. Correct? correct. Even though he's listed as the favorite, I give him less than a one percent chance of actually playing because of the vaccine requirements right now. And again, Djokovic has said he's not getting vaxxed. U.S. is not allowing foreign internationals into the country if they're not vaxxed. So that means, and Djokovic has admitted, he's like, I'm not going to play. It's just it's probably not going to happen. Yet the books to protect themselves still have him as the favorite. So. I have a, a bet in already on Berrettini. That number is probably going to shorten pretty significantly. And the big thing I wanted to see this weekend was would Berrettini come out and on his worst surface be in good form? And so I, I was invested in Berrettini, uh, had three really solid matches. He pounded Dominic Team, who is higher than him on the U.S. Open odds board right now, beat him one in four to make a final. So to make a final on clay, which is his worst surface by far, really impressive he did lose in three sets to Casper Ruud. Didn't, didn't have any action in the final there since Ruud was the defending champ, and he is much more of a clay quarter. But Berrettini played Ruud really, really tough. Nearly won that match. Well, it was, again, a, a three-setter that Ruud had to take a second uh, set tiebreak just to force that to go three. So it leads me to a position, Jeff, where I am now fully on board the Berrettini train. He showed me everything I wanted to this weekend. Looked really good on his worst surface, and at 30-1, to one, that I wouldn't be surprised if that number gets cut in half by the time we get to Flushing Meadows in about a month's time. So... We have likely no Djokovic. Compr- Who knows on Nadal's health? Compromise at this point. Nadal. 
Medvedev has not played really, has barely played all year and was ineligible because of his Russian nationality, Wimbledon. Right. You have Stefano Tsitsipas and Alexander Zverev, both head cases you cannot trust whatsoever. We trust in Kyrgios? He, uh, no, come on, head case. <laughs> come on, lump those guys all together. You have, you then have Dominic Team, who's shorter than Berrettini, coming off major injury, who's barely played at all this year. And this he's, is by, he's looked better recently, though, but, after really looking yeah, bad after the injury. But the faster hard court's not at all close to his favorite surface. So, really, in between Berrettini, among the guys who are going to come in with no question marks, it's Felix Auger Ali Asim. And, uh, and and Yannick Sinner, who, look, those guys are totally solid, but Berrettini can match up with those guys no, Don't forget well. Alcaraz. He's the th- right, third favorite. I'm still not buying Alcaraz okay. on a faster hardcore. That's fair. Charlie Alcaraz, he's a clay quarter and a slow hardcore guy. Anyway, those are our fruit baskets. And a passionate, passionate defensive one, Matteo Berrettini. We'll come back. Hour number two, update all the scores next year on Primetime Action. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. 